What's different about you guys is that you actually take the time to listen to your clients. I love the work you do and how you do it. That's what one of our most recent restaurant clients had to say about us. This is why we love the work that we do, y'all. As restaurant owners and chefs, there is so much on your plate when it comes to operating a restaurant. People can't even imagine the level of work and commitment that it takes to do what you do. But on top of all of that, you've got to be a content creator. I think we all know by now that social media and the online world is here to stay. And it's really important to stay consistent in order to keep your guests engaged, to continue nurturing that relationship that you have with them, and to celebrate all the work that you're doing. If you're ready to show up with the authority that you know that you have, you want to show up authentically. Your dishes need to look amazing because they are amazing and everyone needs to know it. If it's time to take the next step, go to gingerandcarrot.com and schedule a discovery call. We need to work together. The, the number one question that people ask me is, what is in your refrigerator? <laughs> wow. Oh, now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> will be like i got this i'm curing my own gave me protein i no. went to the farmer's market that's what i do mm-hmm. when people Bro, it's is... like when people are like asking me aren't you a chef i'm like girl no <laughs> you think chefs got time Bro, for all this is... bullshit no there is tombstone pizza and stoked <laughs> macaroni and cheese in my fucking refrigerator And your boy, Tabari. We're the husband and wife duo, co-founders, creative director, videographers, photographers. We're at Tabari. Ginger and Care Productions. Ginger and Care Productions. If you ain't heard about it, you just heard about it just now. Just now. What we do is we create stunning videography and, 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 and photography for chefs and restaurant owners. That's right, y'all. So if food is your jam, guess what? It's our jam, too. In this podcast, we are exploring how folks show up as their authentic selves and the work that they do. We're going deep, y'all. But we're having fun along the way. So if you're ready to laugh, if you're ready to cry just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little. Then keep listening. Justin. Thank you for joining the Sensitive Business Podcast. Um, Justin is the chef and owner of Humble Mumble, an amazing sandwich concept in Atlanta. And Justin also catered the one and only event we've ever done. (laughs) Last year, we had rave reviews. 
And I cannot wait to dive deeper on the topic of food with a chef today. Um, Justin, how are you? I am fine. Thank you all so much for uh, having me. I, I I usually don't know what to say after like getting introduced like that. Like I, but that, that was dope. I appreciate it. <laughs> what would you want to say after you got introduced? If you, <laughs> I would, I would try to make, honestly, I would try to make myself as small as possible. No. And, you know, fade to black. Like I. <laughs> Justin is just another guy out here walking, I, breathing, yeah, working. You know, maybe you don't. <laughs> you know, I, you might I like him, you, you know, might not. Who knows? You know, you discuss it amongst yourself. Let me <laughs> let me know what you come up with. Uh, but no, I'll, uh, no, for me, it's like, hey, this is my homeboy Justin. He cooked. And I, you know, that's a, that's an easier intro to come into. That's that's it. that's low stress. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, Justin, because I went lower than what I really thought. Because I'm like, this person is here, and I have to like ease them into it. So yeah. we know uh-huh. we know the bottom of the ranks intro. We know the middle intro, which yeah. I said, and the the real intro. Oh, is yeah. a multifaceted, <laughs> multi-talented, <laughs> up-and-coming rising star in Atlanta, forever slept on, never underestimated. <laughs> yes. Justin. Justin I Dixon, need, everybody. I'm glad you didn't do that because I need theme music for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and <laughs> we can put it in pose. We can put some theme music on here, but like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on today's podcast, right. you heard it here first, people. Because when I tell y'all, so Justin, I was complaining to Justin earlier about the tragedy that is the catering industry. I said it, I meant it, and I won't take it back. Yes, and is. Justin is one of the only chefs that catered an event, and I genuinely thought the food was not only at the same level as some of the best meals I've ever had in a restaurant, but even better. And it blew the minds of all of our guest attendees, and it made us look so good because it made us look like we had the connections, we had the plugs, and I guess we do because we found you. We do. I, like... I mean, <laughs> I, I've never been put on that kind of standing, you know. I hey, I can cook great, you know. I'm glad y'all. I more than anything, I am glad that the people that you invited mm. enjoyed the food. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all would have been like, eh, I'd have been like, well, you know, hey, we'll try it again next time, guys. But if the get, but as long as, long as the guests mm. were, you know, satisfied, yeah. you know, and happy yeah. after eating, then, you know, it, it's good. It's, it's all it's all good so earlier we were talking about why i was like help me figure this out what is the deal with caterers why why can't they be great 
And you had a really, really interesting theory about that. And I would love to dive into that more. Okay. So the theory, and um, again, it's a theory and no and no shade to to the to the caterers, you know, catering chefs and you know, private chefs out there, but I feel like a, a, and most of the ones that I know don't spend a whole lot of time in restaurants. They like go to culinary school, they may work at a hotel or you know at another catering company or for a private chef for a little bit and then they branch out on their own and start catering you know and do their own thing and they don't they don't they don't do the grind in a restaurant where you you know night in and night out you know uh playing the same dish every day for weeks and yeah. then get another dish and 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 play that same dish every day you know like i remember i i you know there have been dishes that are just like etched into my mind from restaurants yeah. previously because i just had to do them over and over again and mm. i feel like Another part, another piece of that is that caterers don't cook every day like that. They're not, it, you know, they might have an event one night and then they may go two or three days without cooking and then right prep and do another event. It's not an everyday thing for them. And, you know, and they're used to cooking in large batches to get ready to go to an event, whereas you know, restaurant cooks are making each plate every single time mm -hmm. from scratch every single time, you know. And I just think that muscle memory kind of you can you that muscle memory uh presents itself in yeah. the food. Right. That was so, one thing I did I mean, really appreciate about the dinner we had is that we the, the getting ready, like, oh, they're in the kitchen, it's gonna be ready soon, you know. And then you're being like, okay, about 10 minutes, y'all. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, announcement. And then, so that is a, a huge part of the experience is this like smelling it and hearing it and seeing it. I really love restaurants that have that like open kitchen concept. Oh, yeah. that you can see the back of them, even if it's like you can't hear them. Everybody yeah. seeing people like kind of do the thing. I think it's like, yeah, it's a really fun. It, it can be really fun. I'm not saying it's really yeah. fun. I no, it, it's right. You're right. People people eat with their eyes first. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You 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 eat with all of your senses before you the all your other senses before you taste anything. Mm -hmm. Like if if you smell a grill, it's on. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> if you hear if you hear chicken frying, it's on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it, it, you use all of those senses before you even taste the food. You know what I'm mm. saying? So there, there is a there there. You know, and I think, like I said, I just think that that small that detail is what's missing in in the caterer's uh, skill set, for lack of a it's better kinda, phrase. This reminds me of. 
I forget who was it that told me this analogy. It might even be like Lauren, actually. But she was like, there was a study done where they took um, two groups. One group was told to take a thousand photos and they were graded on their ability to complete the 1,000 photos. And the other group was told that they were only going to be graded on three photos the entire grade. Mm -hmm. And the test was like, at the end, who was going to be, which class was going to produce the best photographers. And one, it was just all about volume. And one, it was all about quality Mm -hmm. and not about volume. And the group where the photographers took 1,000 photos and it wasn't about the quality, they ended up being more skilled than the group that put all this pressure behind the three photos because at the Mm. end of the day, you just have to get your reps in. Right. Right. you got to get those reps in. You have to. Because, I mean, after after about four four or five hundred of those photos, they were they were creating some 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 fucking art. <laughs> right. And those, you made a bunch of mistakes. And, those, yeah. and I'm I'm pretty sure that probably the the best pictures from that that first group came from like those last fifty photos. Yeah. Right. Like they had dialed it in by then. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually reminds me when I really started to take photography seriously on my own. Um, I was obsessed with this idea of your first. I heard somewhere I went to get the heart. Like your first ten thousand photos are gonna be shit. <laughs> like and oh, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I don't think that so, I don't necessarily necessarily the best way to go about it, but it did help me to look at like okay, so photos I did in the past. Let's count that at about like five hundred or a thousand. We'll count that through and go from there. And I basically had a. A number of like I, I have this many photos taken a day per week for the next like year or so, next few months to get through those photos. And what I did in the meantime was kept trying a lot of different things, like different photo projects. Like I would try mm-hmm. composition like this week. I would do like black and white stuff this week. I would do like really high con- contrast stuff this week. I would do even just take the camera and just like not looking through the lens and just like taking and take a picture of the stuff to kind of re-examine my approach to photography and what and like to really train my eye and that was kind of around the time that we met nisa and then mm-hmm. we were going on photo walks together and then it with chilco having that stuff too really it's hard to put you in i was able to be around people who were photographers and not feel this overwhelming sense of like imposter syndrome this yeah. is a little bit of the like if, if the, it's, it's one thing when i see someone who's like a photo that i really admire that is like quote unquote better. I'm like, oh, they have a different eye. They see different stuff, but it doesn't take away from my my identity, my the hours I put in. And this kind of I think is what you're talking about too. It's like you put the reps in, you're stuff over and over and over again. The point mm-hmm. where no one can take that. No one can you. take that away Ooh. from you. Ooh. Go in the kitchen Ooh. and like you're just like, what do you have in the kitchen? Okay, let me see what I got here. Okay, you got salt and pepper. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, garlic. Okay, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> That's like judging a, a cook, right? That's like you go to most chefs' house and it looks like a regular kitchen. That's like saying, oh, I don't see like KitchenAid everywhere. I don't see like these fancy Japanese knives. At the end of the day, it's like they would run circles around you. It's little things like the way they cut an onion. Yeah, and it's the not, confidence it's not the that gadget. they move. <laughs> yeah. 
the difference the difference between the difference between uh, a restaurant cook or a professional cook and a home cook is Batman and Superman. Batman is <laughs> Batman because of all of the shit he has. But Superman is Superman because he is fucking Superman. <laughs> right. <laughs> the 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 he is the gadget. Like mm-hmm. so that's that's the difference. That's the difference between a restaurant chef and a home cook. Is that why you wear glasses to hide your secret identity? Are you Superman? You know what? <laughs> no, no, I, I wear glasses. I wear glasses because if I take them off, everything in front of me looks like a memory. Like it is it I, is I, I think, blurry. Bro, I, I feel that completely. We, <laughs> I'm right here with you. I, <laughs> you said it you looks know, like a memory. That's such a positive like reframe. A <laughs> <laughs> It's it like, looks like I, I think it I looks just, like yeah, a like flashback, like, or or I can just what it is. You know? <laughs> so, like, Justin, how like, do you feel about people who don't who don't need glasses that wear glasses? Because Tabari is really traumatized by that. He's like really resentful of those people. How do you feel about it? I, you know what? I don't. I don't care. Really? I don't. I don't. I really don't. Uh, you know why? Because I see glasses as a as a uh, I see it more so as a fashion statement that happens mm. to be uh, useful or, or technically right. useful. Or or resort. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if I see wow. somebody rolling around on a hover round, you know what I'm saying, and they can and they are fine, then I got yeah. a problem. You <laughs> know, why you got the why you got the scooter, you know, or somebody in the handicap space, you know, and, a, yeah. and, and and you know they and they they're clearly okay. That's when I have a problem. Yeah. But glasses? Eh. I have a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Funny. I think what it is too for me is I think that's where I'm gatekeeping, where I'm gatekeeping because what I'm actually experienced is y'all were made fun of when you were kids, and the glasses were not cute. And I have astigmatism in one eye, and I have to have like the high index ones. That we have now, but before mm. they were like half an inch thick, and one oh, no. eye. Oh like, they were, they were telescopes back in the day. <laughs> no, and they didn't look cute. We didn't have one no. parking as any. If you you, you caught good glasses, you were paying like real and five hundred, six hundred. Was and I didn't, we had siblings. I was like, they, 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 my parents can drop all that money on us. So you got right. this pair, you better not break it. And so it's like, what I'm experiencing now is that like. You didn't been through what we've been through. How do you get to enjoy this? And I, that's really a me thing. That's, that's definitely so funny. Yeah, me reacting to people enjoying something that I had. To you know what's through. funny? As we're talking, and I'm thinking about it, I'm, I can't with it. Do you want to say it again? <laughs> I think I think I might have a problem with people just wearing glasses because. 
Oh no! Why <laughs> converted him? <laughs> like, I think you may have awakened a, you know, <laughs> he might have awakened something in me because I probably I didn't have a problem with it because I never thought about it. <laughs> wow, Justin just got woke about glasses. <laughs> it's like it's like somebody tell you that you don't have to, you have to be. You don't have to make that money. You can make more money doing this other thing that's very similar and less work. You're like, well, no, no, hold up, no. You mean to tell me I've been working my ass off and I could have been doing this from home? (laughs) That's that's what that is. Oh my god, it's so interesting too because we see that right now in the food industry where there's so many different paths. Before it was like grind your butt off in a restaurant mm-hmm. wait to be chosen like a magical little fairy who's gonna come and be like you get to be executive chef now <laughs> yep. now you can do whatever you want yeah. you can go on yeah. social media you can start your own business mm-hmm. you can start a pop-up and never get a brick and mortar mm-hmm. you yeah. could there's you could do a supper club like there's so many options now because there's right. so many ways to like market and promote your business you don't have to wait until you're 38 mm-hmm. in three failed restaurants later like yeah. you don't have to wait to meet a rich friend who saw you on top chef and now mm-hmm. together you can start now and you can start earlier and there's so many young people now that are mm-hmm. out here getting opportunities and i think what it does is two things on one hand it's like oh fuck yeah they can do that i can cook circles around these people let me go do that and the (laughs) other thing is the salty people and if you feel salty right now you salty (laughs) the salty people that are like hell no i went to france I went to Italy. I got yelled right. at. A, they slapped the me on the hand. They burned my finger. Like, and it's like, yeah. I paid my student debt. Why you got why you gonna pay yours? Right. It's, 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 right. And then it's there's the that thing. person. I would say I'm more in the middle. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because with Humble Mumble being a pop-up, mm. I can see I have the distinct, you know perspective of seeing it from both sides mm-hmm. i went right. to culinary school i grinded under some evil ass fucking chefs mm. you know i i waited i had to wait until somebody said i want you to run my kitchen you know what i'm saying mm. i i had to to make those steps but on the flip side of that one day I was just like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm just gonna do a pop up, and I'm going, <laughs> and I'm just gonna go out here, you know, whoop de whoop, boom. Now, I, you know, LLC, boom. I'm a restaurant owner. Whoop de whoop. I'm an entrepreneur. Whoop de whoop. Like, yeah, when I make like, it, that's what I'm gonna tell people happened. <laughs> that's what. That's how it happened. And it's I funny, whoop like something and whoop de whoop. Like everything. Let me tell you something. Humble Mumble, <laughs> I literally tripped and fell into Humble Mumble success. Like, there is every single, every single achievement that Humble Mumble has made is literally because I knew somebody. 
Mm. Or I just I just happen to be in the right place in at the right time. Or uh there was just this one little small opportunity that presented itself because of something that I did years ago. I mean, Justin, I, it sounds like you manifested humble mumble <laughs> success. Yeah. But that's but honestly, that is that's how everybody is successful. Is what I'm is what I've I've realized. You know, they there's this whole bootstrap mentality that people try to put out there you know as long as you work hard and do the right thing you know you'll be successful and that's some bullshit like mm. no success no i i know people i got people in my family that have been at the same job doing the same thing for basically the same pay for mm. decades yep. yeah and they worked at and they work hard hard you know you know i have made i have worked hard for years i this year will be my 16th 17th year cooking professionally mm. and wow. i have made more strides in my personal game in the last three years than I have in the previous, you know, 15. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, just because I was doing stuff on my own, just because I was, A, doing stuff on my own time and my career wasn't in somebody else's hands. Right. Yeah. That's one part. And B... I was I have not been afraid to ask for help. Right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's... I don't and I and, and there's one and one thing about me, I don't see friends, colleagues, family, uh, you know, mentors. I don't see them as, you know, looking for handouts or looking for help. I don't mm -hmm. see the calling on them as looking for help. I see that as using my goddamn resources. Right. I 100% agree. We were just having you a conversation recently. <laughs> we were just having a conversation because I, for a long time, I struggled with something like an ex told me because, you know, of course, we all come with baggage. But I remember she said something about money and what money gives her, how money gives her options. And I struggled with that and I didn't understand until recently. I mean, these were having a conversation. And it's not that. Money does and can give you options, but I, I don't think, I don't believe that's the only way to get options. Cause mm -mm. even right now, how we met you, even how you're saying you get your humble mumble guy is success. Like, I think that your network gives you a lot of options as well. There's a lot of things exactly. that you cannot buy. You know what I mean? But people don't like you. They don't like you. People will spend with, if they like you, they'll spend more money too. It's very, it's very like one-to-one -one with that, that if you aren't liked, if you don't have like a network in, in certain ways, unless your product is like, impeccable but i still feel right. like those people just like you know um the same thing with like iphones like it's an identity people like liked what iphones do for them and people don't like mm -hmm. how they're treated when they have an android <laughs> right i um like people people often ask me how did i get where i am and i was like i didn't i 
all I did was make the sandwiches. Like all I did was make the food, but there's more to it than that. And I can name up right now five people who, if I did not know them, would not humble mumble wouldn't even be a thing right now. Like I would literally be probably working in someone's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. We should shout him out. Give us a celebrate there. Shout him out. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Sid, uh, Cindy Shera, uh, my buddy uh, Jared Steber, uh, who mm. who is how we uh, connected. That's how we uh, met. Jared. Yes. Uh, my buddy Max, my buddy Cleo, and uh, my cousin uh, Kiara. You know, and my and, and there's y'all. gonna be another five people yeah. upset that you didn't say their name. <laughs> you gonna celebrate them right now? Together. Well, they sh- they should have answered the phone. Okay, talk about it. You talk about listen. it. Let's fucking talk about this accountability. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they should have if they wanted to get the shout out the phone. <laughs> there are so many people. I think Tabari and I can say the same where it's and i'm so glad that i that we went into business at this age and not earlier in life when i was even more fragile but it really is about using your resources telling everyone you know understanding who it is that you're serving and asking for repeat business like going back and being yeah. like hey i know we just worked together let's do it again and like <laughs> yeah and understanding that they can say yes they can say no and that's fine but like you're always gonna have more no's than yeses always mm-hmm. so if you want more yeses you need to go out and get more no's like i literally mm-hmm. see the no's as like an indicator of how soon the yes is coming yeah. Because it's not like one outweighs the other. The nose yeah. will always outweigh the yes, but the bigger your nose, the bigger your yes is. It's like the quality yeah. of the answers you get depends on the quality of questions you ask. So my relationship to rejection has completely shifted. Mm-hmm. And it's still hard sometimes, but compared to where I started, where I was like, I didn't even want to talk about the like I couldn't even utter the words like. I'm a photographer and now Mm -hmm. to say, to walk into any room and be like, my husband and I have an agency and like that just flows. Like, I don't know any other life right now. Like that shift, I mean, it's completely, completely changed my identity. And for me, I'm like, I will ask anybody. I was like, listen, do you know somebody in the restaurant industry? We should probably be friends then. Like I mm. I will, cause for me, it's not, I know I'm not asking for anything because I know I'm ready to serve. Right. And so mm-hmm. I don't have an issue asking for help because I'm like, you should probably know me. I'm really cool and I'm really great at what I do. And I really, really believe that. So I don't have a problem putting myself in scenarios because there's always something at work outside of like what we can control anyway so i'm just like maximizing that and i'm so glad you talked about that because i think people are still worrying about the concept of do i deserve it and deserving this and Mm -hmm. i actually was listening to a podcast just before this 
And they explained it so perfect. They're like, when you want a glass of water, you don't think to yourself, do I deserve this glass of water? You're just like, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go and get the water. And there's tons of people who don't have water. And yet, you know, like, I want water. It's right over there. I just have to go and get it. And Mm -hmm. everything else in life is actually the same thing. So deservingness is not even a factor. Mm. That is that is that is so that is so real because I have struggled with the like the imposter syndrome. Mm. Um it's like real, you know, not anymore. Cause at this point it's just kind of like it it is what it is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um but especially like last year, you know, um humbly. Like the Speak it. humble mumble got so much recognition, mm. you know, and it would it you know we were in a we were, we got write ups and and we were on podcasts and you know we were people were calling <laughs> hey we want humble mumble at this event and that and this and that and yes. that and it was great and I'm like. Yeah, I do realize this that humble mumble is me, right? Like, why why are y'all calling me? <laughs> you know. But on the flip side of that, and this is gonna be this is gonna be funny. Well, it's not funny, but it made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> I the, this is when I really like this is when the imposter syndrome faded for me. It's not gone, but mm. it faded. Mm-hmm. When I was at an event, I'm not going to name the event. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was at an event and I was cooking with a slew of other chefs mm-hmm. and I realized while I was cooking two things. When I didn't know what the fuck was going on, a lot of the other chefs didn't know what was going on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And when I just happened to say, y'all, I'm kind of confused here. (laughs) What are we doing here right now? Everybody else was like, me too. Right. You know? And and that, and, and it was like in that instance, I was like, okay, the imposter syndrome is just it's 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 literally just a security blanket to make sure that you don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, um the syndrome is just you being so worried that you will literally double check, triple check and cover all of your bases and dot all the I's and cross mm. all the T's mm. just so when the 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 record button gets hit you don't call you don't get caught laughing you know that's all <laughs> imposter syndrome is and we all have it we all have it but it you just gotta you just have to like when you realize that everybody is feeling the exact same way you are, 
And I'm yeah. talking about I was in this room with I was in this room with like, you know, I'm just hood famous. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, you know, I'm just I'm just I'm just famous in the area that I just happened to be in. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm the best the kind of fame. I'm there is, though. Around, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> can't get you know. Uh, you know, you just get recognized in the grocery store. You know, not necessarily like out and about. And so, right. but I was in the room with chefs that have national. Mm. Mm. like these right. people have been on TV they know celebrities they got blue check marks mm. and they were like mm. yeah I don't know what's going on either and <laughs> you're in the room with them that part too you're at the yeah. same frequency as them <laughs> those are your peers yes and I'm in the same room and nobody knows what's going on okay it Mm. That you get what I'm saying? I'm at right. the same table. Right. I got the same invite they got. Right. You know, and we're all confused. So that's when you what just, I was when you describe that like <laughs> imposter syndrome sounds much more like anxiety. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> and you you just I, I swear and, and every and hey, imposter syndrome might have a spectrum you know what i'm saying it might affect people differently for right. me it's making sure that i know i'm not supposed to be in this room with these superstars mm -hmm. so let me make sure <laughs> i have all of my shit together down pat this thing too, like you're saying this is like the servantness it's like you you are supposed to be there like, because that's like why you're earn, there. You know what I mean? It's just like this arbitrary, imaginary thing we have in our heads where like, I need to be, I need to have this many photos to be a photographer. I need to do this many things yeah. to be director. And it's really interesting like how it limits us. And we put this mm -hmm. like, I don't know if it's like a, a fear of success as much as like a fear of failure. Cause it's like, if I do make it, how do I identify? And I think we can make our identity issues too, which is also another thing. But how do we? <laughs> so how do you? How do we like navigate that? Like that area? I don't. I don't know when it transitioned for me when I didn't feel like I was not a photographer, or a videographer, or even a business because I didn't ever think I'd be an entrepreneur like this. I've tried some things before, mm -hmm. but but leaving work and like putting our lives and our egos on the line every single day every and. Day. <laughs> not that I'm like a paramedic or like that, but it's still like this. Our ego is on the line every single day, every single call, like all the time. Every time we reach out to somebody, it's always our ego on the line. And there's comes a point where you're just like, the scales, the scales just like tip, and you're like, I don't have time to, to worry about if I'm doing it or not. I'm too busy doing. Rent is due. That's rent is due. Every month. Don't get no breaks. Yeah. Listen, no. they're not like, you know hey, what? we're taking summer break. Let's go ahead and take a month off. No, no, no. no. Life doesn't happen in, in seasons like a TV show. Like, it's yeah. due it's every month. Every on month. The first. It and it's so crazy you know, to you talk about that identity piece. Mm -hmm. 
because even with Justin, when you were like, I'm not supposed to be here, I'm like, you're there. You're there. <laughs> right. You're there, you which don't, means you don't, you don't feel that in real time. That's that's mm. the biggest like right. you don't you don't realize it until after the fact, after you done went home. Right. You know, you you don't think and you're you don't, processing until you see like the recap video on Instagram. Oh, I was there. <laughs> you know, that was me. Mm-hmm. You know, but in real time, you know, you're like, okay, I this is gonna be your first and last grand opening brain (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny that you talk about imposter syndrome kind of serving you because Mm. when we think about all the different voices i call it my board of directors Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's like okay here go imposter syndrome here goes me here goes my logical side. Here goes my manager, keeping everybody together. Mm-hmm. And then a little risk manager, they're best friends with the anxiety and imposter syndrome. They're in a little yep. click together. That's mm-hmm. a that's a politic, a little culture politic thing going on. And you know, and then your ego and your the ego's there too at the table. Right? He's there. And so it's like you can't kick them out Mm -hmm. you have to hear them out you have to hear okay anxiety what do you have to say well what if we fuck this up we can't fuck this up right look who's in the room blue check marks are in the room money's in the room how do we get here okay that's fair logic what do you have to say well let's just make sure we have all our shit together manager what do you have to say go to bed right now you know, so we, me, basically, what do I have we all basically we all have the same pep talk in our minds because this is the same shit that goes through my mind before every thing I do. I have this same internal uh, dialogue. I call it taking a. I call it taking a knee. Everybody, mm. let's huddle up. <laughs> you know, and it every single time like mm-hmm. and, and you know i and uh, one person that has a seat at my table that i cannot wait is to leave or at least be a silent partner right. is is self-doubt oh yeah. okay <laughs> self-doubt, self-doubt is about to get voted off she's about to get voted off we're taking a vote no contest we're voting off self-doubt Mm-mm. She has no solutions. None. <laughs> she has she has nothing creative. She has mm-hmm. nothing positive to say. Mm-hmm. All she says at my table is they gonna boo us. Like, they gonna boo us. <laughs> boo. Everybody else is looking <laughs> at self-doubt like that's what you got for us. Yeah. Yeah. Even anxiety is like half is right sometimes. It's like <laughs> yeah. Even anxiety is making points. Yeah, my anxiety is the reason why I am always on point at events. Mm. And anxiety, anxiety, my anxiety is what makes my checklist. You mm. know what I'm saying? Right. My anxiety yeah. is what 
my my anxiety has control of my calendar. You know what I'm mm. saying? And, you know, that's I use my I use those mental uh I use those mental shortcomings as tools. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, I am a neurotic mess when I am planning an event. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just so I can be chill when it's actually happening. Yeah. Right. And it's worth it. Yeah. That's some really powerful shit, Chester. That's some really profound <laughs> shit. Like I use my <laughs> my quote unquote like negative traits and self-talk to my advantage. It's always the oh, flip yeah. side to the yeah. same coin, right? Your strengths oh, yeah. are always just the other side of your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So well, the sooner you recognize that, <laughs> then you don't have to fight yourself. Instead, you're like, let mm-hmm. me hear what they have to say, because that's all it is. They exactly. want to feel heard, and they get louder and louder when you're ignoring them. Exactly. My humility is the flip side of my shamelessness. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They are two sides of the same coin. Like I, I try to stay humble as much as 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 humanly possible because a humility is just easier to be in the room with. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying. But on the same side, on the flip side of that, I have to shamelessly be like, "Hey, go follow me on Instagram," or "Hey." You 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 have to have some kind. Of, you have to have to sell food or to mm-hmm. sell music. Yeah, you have to have some, and those are the only two. I feel like you have to have a certain level of ego. Yeah, yeah. and it's only food and music. What you really want somebody to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Or or being a comedian also. Like yeah. you really think that you're that funny that somebody is going to pay to hear you come and say something. There's a performative <laughs> aspect, right? Yeah. It's like chefs yeah. are performers now, especially when you're in that, you know, you're in that TV route or even at events, you know, when we went to Masters mm-hmm. of Taste yesterday, they were on, you know what I mean? They were, mm. you know, some yeah. of them were cooking up there, not because they couldn't have cooked it before, but there was a showing aspect. There yeah. was this like, hey, welcome to my show right. moment. And there is a performative thing. So you have to you have to bring in your alter ego a little bit and be like, I'm mm-hmm. the shit. I'm the best rapper alive. Fuck the rest of you hoes. Yes. I'm out here. You mm-hmm. have just a little, you got to sprinkle it on top, but you can't do it. You can't oversell. Let me tell you something. The person that y'all are talking to right now is <laughs> not who I am at home. With my mom, with my, my my sisters, or you know, with my dad, or with my really close friends. This mm. you are talking to Chef Justin right now. Mm. You are not now. That's talking to <laughs> Justin. Mm. You know that that they these are two different people. I am an introvert at heart. You know what I'm saying? Like after this podcast. <laughs> I probably won't talk to anybody else today. <laughs> that was something we had to really work on in our relationship because I am very much like, oh, I have nothing to say sometimes. And I'm just like, and we have to like find that balance because we do talk and we really, really get like, my introvert version shows up where 
it's not so much that I don't want to talk to anybody like ever. It's like that comes in waves where I just need to like be myself. But it also comes up as I want like more one-on-one or small personal connections. Like I have a couple of yeah. friends where I can spend the whole day with and talk and hang out or be in a room and be silent. But as far as like strangers and going to a bunch of people and giving and taking the energy back to back to back to back to back to back to back, that is where I start to like kind of like close off. I start I start burning energy like a hummer, like just you know two miles to the gallon. Right. But this because I know y'all, shit, I got another hour. But right. like to a stranger or to a large group of people, you got about 15 minutes. You got about <laughs> the, clock, the clock is the clock is the clock starts yeah. now. <laughs> and one thing about one thing about uh chefs that I've realized in the last several years of my of my uh career is that people, you know, like regular like civilians are more interested in my life mm. personally mm. than what I'm cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the number one question that people ask me is, what is in your refrigerator? <laughs> wow. Oh now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> The same shit that's in your refrigerator. Milk, eggs. You're like popsicles, eggs, popcorn, like what? (laughs) Applesauce, like what? What what are you expecting me to have? Like you know, a duck hanging in my uh, refrigerator or something? I'm gonna make some burrata cheese. That's what home cooks do. People don't understand. Home cooks will be like, I got this. I'm curing my own gamey protein. I no. went to the farmer's market. That's what I do. Mm. When people, Bro, it's is... like when people are like asking me, "Aren't you a chef?" I'm like, "Girl, no." <laughs> you think chefs got time Bro, for all this is... bullshit? No, there is tombstone pizza and Stouffer's macaroni and cheese in my fucking refrigerator. Like, right. I got Fruit Loops and like Frosted Flakes. You know, like I. I was a normal person before I was a chef. Like, <laughs> there's no, you know, and I'm still a normal person. So, like, it, when people, uh, I, another thing, if I get recognized in the grocery store, people are in my cart. Like, oh my oh, God. What you got there? Oh my God. Uh, Capri Suns. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Oreos. Like, it's not. No, I, 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 I am a chef. I have a, I have eaten at a lot of the best restaurants in the city, in this country. But I still eat like a fourteen-year-old, you know, at home. Man, you know that's so many people are going to feel seen by what you just said right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I still eat like a fourteen-year-old at home now. Like when I get a wild hair up my ass, then I will cook something at home you know like really right. go into it like put some detail in it but shit it's just me at the house so <laughs> it's, it's not it's not a whole lot of that going on <laughs> so let me ask you a big question now something much bigger than what's in your cart 
what do you ultimately want for Humble Mumble? I want Humble Mumble to be, okay, here's the, I got to give you the reason for Humble Mumble, and mm. that'll give you the why. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. Okay, so I looked at Atlanta, mm. and I said, what is this city missing? Because we got everything. Right. Um, whether it's good, bad, is not is debatable, but we got it. <laughs> right. You know. Uh and, and I looked at a lot of the other cities that I've visited, there aren't sandwich shops mm. in Atlanta. Well, <laughs> you know, there are now. You know, right. uh, but <laughs> re- remind remind me to go back to that. Okay. Okay. After I after I give you this answer, please remind me to go back to that. We're literally going to start immediately next. We'll come back and get off your chest. We can move right into that. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, there weren't there weren't sandwich shops, and I was like, and I've always wanted to do a a sandwich shop. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? My first my first job was at Subway. You know what I'm saying? So hey, it's kind of like a full circle yo, kind of thing. I, I might you know? Hey, number one fast food in the world. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I was like, but I didn't want to do like a Jewish deli. You mm. know what I'm saying? I didn't want to do like an Italian, uh, you know, sandwich shop. I wanted to do some like real Atlanta shit. You right. know what I'm saying? And I wanted and I love this city. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted Humble Mumble to be that thing that you can only get in Atlanta. Because mm. a lot of the stuff that you know is really good in Atlanta, you can find it elsewhere. Really? Yeah, a lot of the like, like you can go to a strip club anywhere. You I know? guess that's you true. Can, you can get you can get wings anywhere. Hell, there's there's waffle houses in a lot of other states. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah, I can't find the wings over yet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming it's on the way it's on the way you know but i i just want it it's sort of like when y'all come back to atlanta Mm. i want you to say i gotta go to humble mumble Mm -hmm. to get that fix before i leave right or on the flip side you know when you bring people with you Mm -hmm. or on the chance that y'all move back to atlanta and y'all have family or friends come in from wherever, mm-hmm. you're like, while you're here, you, you gotta check out that. Humble Mumble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like th- there are a couple of restaurants like that in Atlanta, but there's not a sandwich shop like that in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And there are sandwich shops like that in New York, yep. Chicago, uh, Baltimore, yeah. uh, New Orleans, uh, uh, Seattle. Mm. Philly, Boston, definitely they Philly. Have, yeah, they have those sandwich shops 
that they're like, you go to anybody in New, New York, you know, or Philly or Chicago and be like, what's your favorite sandwich shop? They will tell you. They'll mm. give you the address. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And you might and you might start a fight <laughs> if too many people hear you ask that question. Wow. Wow. Or, you know. He's in the mind. Let me go to Chicago. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. Like, and it's such a smart that's how I just that's such that. a business minded question to ask is like, what is missing? Yeah. Yeah. And I just want that for Atlanta. Right. And I want Humble Mumble to be that for Atlanta. And I don't want Humble Mumble to feel like an old New York deli or, or, or an Italian shop in Philly. I want Humble Mumble to feel like Atlanta. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I would want Humble Mumble to, to be out of place anywhere else but inside 285. Mm. Okay. The, the boundaries know. have been established, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 You can... If you want humble mumble, you have to come to Atlanta. You know mm. what I'm saying? And you know, that's 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 the why to give that to my city. Right. So yeah, that's that's that that's the why. So the part two of that, which is what do you ultimately want for Humble Mumble? Is it to be a destination spot for Atlanta? Is it I want to... it to be that fixture. I want it to be like uh, my mind just went blank. Y'all are in LA, right? Or am I true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Roscoe's. Yeah. You know, okay, in LA. About, yeah. an, insti- an institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I want Humble Mumble to be in Atlanta. Mm. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, what people think about when they come to Atlanta is varsity <laughs> terrible <laughs> unfortunate so a place and, i've never even you know and, but you know what the thing about it is most people that live in atlanta would not tell you to go to the varsity right. i want natives to say go to humble mumble right you know you heard it here first people so that that's what that's what i'm working towards I don't need national, you know, I just want the people in Atlanta to think that, to, to, to think and feel and know that I'm the shit or humble mumble is the shit. Would you ever do, so of course with that, a lot of folks would like expand in terms of their personal brand, TV appearances, a cookbook spices maybe like a line of sandwiches that you could get at the grocery store would you ever scale the business in any of those ways yeah but i think that would that would justify uh making a distinction between humble mumble and me yeah you know because right now there is no distinction you know what i'm saying Mm. We are, it's one and the same, you know what I'm saying? But, and as far as like, you know, sandwiches in the grocery store, yeah, but the grocery stores are going to be in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Justin's like, I'm not selling these sandwiches anywhere outside of 285. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I just feel like 
if you want it to be, if it, if I truly want it to be for the city, why would mm. I be looking outside of the city? Mm. You know, like, Just I like mean, we don't have, we don't have, legal, we don't have legal weed here, but we got humble mumble. So come to the George. Listen, yeah. okay. Like, and, so, and that doesn't mean, and hopefully, you know, humble mumble does become a big thing. You know what I'm saying? I would love to have that 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 slutty vegan style rise you know yes. but it ain't gonna be no humble mumble brooklyn yeah. you know you ain't it ain't gonna be no humble mumble nashville so it's gonna I, be a know, completely different concept it will be a it will be a totally different thing you know wow. and it wouldn't be Perfect. no bullshit like you know like checkers and alleys either it will be a totally different thing <laughs> so, and that's like and you said you know, the importance of the it's distinction the, it's the same, between it's the same, you get what I'm saying though no, it's the same thing I get what you're saying today. yeah Ralph I got no, Ralph no. here like literally Kroger my Kroger number works here so I'm like it's the same thing, bro. It's it the same would thing. be a restaurant yeah. group at that point where it's like okay Atlanta has Humble Mumble yeah. New York right. has something else this thing LA Nashville has, has something else, and it would yeah. be relevant to that city. So you'd that be tapped city. in, and you'd be like, "What is New York missing? What is Nashville missing? Yeah. What is LA missing?" And and apparently get, LA and give them that. <laughs> I'm still looking. I'm Listen, still looking, yo. I... I am losing weight. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I'm hey, losing hey, weight, hey. Justin. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Look at God. <laughs> like I'm not trying. I'm not. I walk so much. We do a lot of walk. We got ready to car. I'd be like, I'll be going to the restaurant. Like I'm ready. I'm gonna go to a restaurant. Yeah. What's on the menu? What's on the menu? Nah. Whole thirty diet. <laughs> the entire diet on the menu. Everything yeah. gluten free. Everything dairy free. I went to a restaurant. It was vegan, and they fooled me. I didn't even know. They said they had lamb. They said they had a cheese plate. Why was all the cheese cashew? (laughs) They didn't even address it. I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, where's the fine print that says everything's plant-based? No, I was just supposed to know that. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If I bite into a chicken wing and it's cauliflower and like eraser heads on the inside, I would burn that building. Eraser in? (laughs) (laughs) That has happened to me so many times. Since I moved I here, I was like, because I would feel it. Like, I would feel, I would feel like they were trying to poison me. I was yeah, like, like, no. Tavari, Tavari was there. Tavari, I was like, what kind of cheese is this? Is it aged? Why is it soft? I was busting my why brain. I was like, there's no hard cheese. I was like, you know what, make this cheese. Why, nice why, is, it, why is it not <laughs> melted and melted at the same time? <laughs> That shit sat up all night, and it was the same texture in the morning. <laughs> like, no. no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's like, that's why there's no wings. And you know what's funny? We were having this conversation with Claudia last week, mm-hmm. and we were talking about, we went to this pizza place, and they had date cake. And it was really good. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It was really good. The server said people were moved to tears. Right. So my expectations were tears. Way up there. Right? Coming from a lot of you know what I mean? Like it was great. Am I gonna cry about it? 
maybe not. I thought about it and I was mm -hmm. like, the reason why, the reason why these Tesla driving, wow, Lululemon wearing, <laughs> stay at home slash entrepreneurial moms were moved to tears is because they use real dairy, real mm -hmm. butter, mm -hmm. real salt. <laughs> they had sugar since the 80s. <laughs> they mm -hmm. put sugar in the dessert. Mm -hmm. I was like, it they wasn't would a guy thing. It was they went to Atlanta. They would die. Yeah. They would ascend to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was it like, a... they're getting played Real out food. here. They're getting played. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Yeah. Real food. You know, it was and, and, real and, food. And I think that that's an opportunity for because we don't need that in atlanta you know what i'm saying like that would be we, an in atlanta you need build. the vegan spots you're like all right come on now right exactly <laughs> but in 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 at in, in in los angeles what would be considered a normal everyday restaurant here there would be mind-blowing uh, uh, mind blowing you know like don't let a humble mumble pull up. Don't let <laughs> Kevin Gillespie pull up. Yeah. Right. Don't let me over with. Let me introduce you to these grits. Don't let <laughs> it's over with. <laughs> What's the thing too? Because even at Little Bear with, with, with um what I think Jared has, his like he has like one meat course in his entire dish. You can't like you don't know. Like everything yeah. on that menu is like first like brushing with flavor, and he's not scared to like right he, he knows he's a very calculated hand very mad scientist mm -hmm. approach to his dishes and, and i think that's like <laughs> missing out here that's the one thing and it, and i feel like you know los angeles and no shade to los angeles you know what i'm saying but i feel like it is a very trend forward city to where mm -hmm. nobody actually just does their own thing what they want to do it's what what is in style what's in season what is you know trending is what kind of moves the the needle there yeah Whatever's instagram, uh, and it's like or instagramable there's mm -hmm. tons of it's like there's tons of people who have the talent here and we've already established some key kind of favorites. And after sampling what we've done so far in the two and a half or so months we've been here, what I've noticed is you have to go international mm -hmm. if you want flavor. Mm -hmm. um, still searching for that amazing cocktail spot. I'm still searching. So that's that's a challenge. I'm still searching. Um, and it's funny because alcohol well, is so well, accessible heard, here. Yeah, you know, I don't drink, but what I've heard is that the a lot of the best cocktails are in like those older restaurants, mm. like mm. the ones that have been around for 20, 30 years out there, and they're out there. And then also hotel bars. I 100% believe I, that. Interesting. Okay. I 100% believe that. And I know it's here. 
but I have yeah. to sift through the surprise vegan places. <laughs> I have that to surprise me. So wild to me. <laughs> it's like buying a chocolate chip cookie and it's oatmeal raisin. Like I like oatmeal yeah. raisin, I like chocolate chip, but that's I want to literally know what, what it's like. <laughs> I had my mouth set up and ready for chocolate chip. Like you chip. just threw a raisin. A raisin! And oatmeal. And oatmeal. I was it. No, and you called it chocolate. That's the thing. That's it wasn't like, yeah. oops, no. You're trying to convince me yeah. that it's chocolate. Yeah. That's what it's like. And that it's is like, my cool, biggest listen. pet peeve with vegan and vegetarian food. Um, that, like... <sighs> How do I say this? Call it what it is. You know, you know what really jams my Glock <laughs> is Yo. these vegan and vegetarian restaurants that are using science and witchcraft and wizardry mm. to turn <laughs> vegetables mm. into to make it look taste, smell, and sometimes bleed Listen. like meat. Instead of just serving fucking meat. Meat. Or just serving vegetables as vegetables. Delicious like vegetables. all the vegetables have like, all the vegetables are like playing characters mm -hmm. on a plate. Like, okay, cauliflower, on this dish, you're gonna be ground beef. Right. And uh, you know, carrots. This time you're gonna play uh, uh, butter. You know, <laughs> like instead wow. of just using those things. I and have a theory about the impossible meat, and I'm gonna tell <laughs> anyone who is willing to listen because that shit <laughs> shook me. I was shook to my core. Okay, because I went with a friend of mine who's never had meat in her life, and she's 40, never had meat, ever. And she told me, because I was super sus about it, and she was like, uh, I didn't like it. I was like, oh, really? She was like, yeah, it smelled weird. And mm -hmm. then she was like, I've never had meat before. And I was like, oh, you've never had meat before? She's like, I've never had meat before. I didn't like it. So I was like, it's probably because it really smells like meat. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Mm -mm. That, I tried it. Sit. Listen, I tried it. <laughs> Let it be known right here that when the Billy McFarlane moment happens and we find <laughs> out that the whole time they were serving us beef, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I knew yeah. it. Yeah, the I whole knew time it, it was. It was like all the, it was like everything that was left over after. And they, they just ground it up and was like, ah, not an awful <laughs> You know, I'll just throw some, I don't know, you know, pencil shavings and mailbox yeah. keys in here and wow. we'll grind it all up and color it pink and boom. It is scary. And, and you know what scares me even more than all of that? The fake fish. That's you what scares me even more what? than <laughs> And it looks like fish and it flakes like fish. 
have to draw a line. Hold up, bro. No, like, you're we have to draw a line. Like, my in my mind, and this is for me, it's like in my mind, the whole point of being like a vegan or a vegetarian is to eat food that was that that was nurtured out of the ground that comes from earth you know what i'm saying mm. where do the test tubes come in like <laughs> you know why what like the lab coats you know this supposed to be <laughs> farmers who have been you know doing this for generations that that's the food that vegans are supposed to like not some shit that came from a doctorate you know like that i think in that's one what hand, i get it. preparing preparing for the world <laughs> that doesn't like in a world where tuna does not exist mm -hmm. okay i get the technology i would still rather you actually have like a tuna cell or like people who are really making if we beef, get to the point where tuna does not exist or we're we closed. Have, if we have gotten it to extinction, yeah. guess what? We no just tuna. Don't have fucking tuna no more. When the last time you had, you know, uh, a, a woolly mammoth burger? And they're working you on know, it. Or dodo burger. They're working on dodo burger. They're working on it, my boy. They're working on it. It's good. <laughs> I don't know if you I know, could have a it. woolly mammoth burger. I don't know if I'm I not, could do not, it. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I can't it. do there. it. I'm there. I'm pulling up. <laughs> <laughs> I want the mammoth no. burger. Give, give me the give me the dodo wings. I'm curious. I heard it was so and good that it ended up extinction. I gotta know what it's about, man. Not. Oh my you god, know. Tavari, no. no. No, and T's gonna have a goddamn horn growing out of his head. <laughs> You know, y'all gonna wonder why. I totally I respect. vegans who <laughs> come see the man with the horn. <laughs> I totally respect vegans who are like, listen, if I don't eat like this, I feel like shit. Mm. You know, the tab of the Browns of the world who are like, I was having chronic pain, and I tried this, and now I'm healed. My teeth were falling out, and now I'm healed. I'm happy I have for no you. respect for vegans. Damn. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, let's, let's go ahead and keep it right there. Let's go, I'm going to get the boss make some. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, that's great. Live your life. <laughs> oh, make it, but make it vegans. <laughs> Live your life. Oh, Me, yeah, personally, I can't. As a Jamaican, as a person. I need <laughs> I can. I'm eating oxtails until I die. Yeah, is oxtails and curry goat and beef patties? We had I die. like that's and it's like I. You know what I mean? I do my. I'm like, I I'm conscious about where I get my food. Mm -hmm. Regularly identifying farmers that I can regularly buy from. I'm really aware of my contributions to the environment and I do my part, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But it's a holistic picture and it's like, 
I, for me personally, it's like you can spend your money however you so choose. But I hate this perspective of I'm doing a thing and it's saving the world. Mm. And it's like, you're doing your part. <laughs> you're doing your Okay, we get it. Exactly. You're not saving the world. You have an iPhone. You're not saving no. the world. Like this, no. this impact is like, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. And it's like, we, we're all doing what we can and we're all trying to align our dollars with our values if that's what you try to do. And it's so nuanced and it's not just one thing and it's a lot of little things. And I can't look at the next person and say, you should do this. You should mm -hmm. eat like this. You should right. do this. And that's, for me, that's my line. That's where you lose me is when you're like everyone in the world, regardless of their culture, regardless of their ancestry, regardless of their perspective should do what I do. I'm like, now you're not thinking like an activist. Now you're just thinking like a colonizer. Exactly. And and let me add to that. <laughs> let me just add this to that. So yeah, with be that being said, not only are they colonizers, but the reason why I have this thing, I have this animosity mm. towards vegans and vegetarians is that they feel this sense of entitlement on restaurant mm -hmm. menus. Like, why do I have to have vegan and vegetarian options? Yeah. Like, because where I grew up, yeah. if in my house, if you didn't want what was on the table, your ass didn't eat. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so, like, so no, I don't have any vegan options. I got some water. You know, Damn. Like, like, like I got water, but no, Damn. I am not, not going to go out of my way. I am not going to go out of my way to make sure I have all of this this produce over here separate, and I have uh, I I do the research and make sure all of these sauces and condiments and seasonings then come in contact with any kind of meat product just for like one or two of y'all to come to the restaurant that's true mm. then change it from humble mumble to savage mumble I, this is what it is well it's interesting because even humble mumble you, you, you ask the question you ask the question what is atlanta missing right mm -hmm. and you're like atlanta's mm -hmm. missing sandwiches Atlanta is missing vegetarian concepts. Atlanta mm. is like we no, have somebody vegan. No, it's not. No, no, and I wouldn't even use that restaurant as the fucking poster child for vegan and vegetarian options because it's it's you know what I'm not even go there. Uh, There's definitely there like a, lot. a movement happening in there Atlanta. Are inter, there are a lot of international restaurants. Ethiopian, Indian, uh, yeah. Mediterranean, that That's have true. vegan and vegetarian menus that are fan fucking classic in that. You're right. They they are here. They just don't have the uh. They don't get the same 
the recognition microphone and recognition of a restaurant like slutty vegan because mm -hmm. a slutty vegan checks boxes and b in the name slutty vegan sex mm -hmm. sales yeah mm -hmm. you know but there are top tier restaurants in this city that are strictly vegetarian or strictly vegan they're just not humble mumble mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you're right, humble you're right. Not yeah, that, international, that international community is really strong in atlanta and mm -hmm. you just have to know what you're looking for because especially when you're right. going to south Asia, especially when you're going to india I mean, mm -hmm. that stuff will blow your mind. And they're not trying to trick you. They're like, yeah, no, they're not trying to trick they're you. They're enough. And then they're not, they're not trying to trick you. A and they are not trying to jump jump on a fad or a trend or a wave. This is how these people eat for real. Naturally. Yeah. It, it, it they're not even in their minds, they're not they're not even vegans or vegetarians this mm. is just what they eat this is what they yeah. eat yeah and it's that's what makes label. it amazing yeah, yeah there's no label on it so so uh, it's really it's really it, not even diet we're talking about it's really the culture around the identity of, yes. of attaching yourself to what you eat and saying as a insert and label here this is how your... i feel about myself in the world at large mm -hmm. and when you make that part of your personality that's where you lose me mm. right you know yeah. what i'm saying mm -hmm. hi my name is so and so i'm a vegetarian really that's what you lead with yeah <laughs> you know what we Again, brought it back. You were about not, to get canceled, and then you came back. No, <laughs> I was no, like, oh, no, no, the podcast is going to blow up, and we're going to ruin Humble Mumble, and it's going to be our fault. No. And then you brought it back, and it's fine. No. no. You know what? I I am not saying anything on this podcast that I have not said or in, in, in front of a room full of vegetarians and vegans or to my friends and family. <laughs> Mm. You know, this is just this is my opinion. You know what I'm saying? That's real. You ask me why if you come to Humble Mumble and ask anybody if if you ask us why we don't have a vegan, vegetarian, or, or vegan option, that's the answer you're gonna get. Mm. You know, and you have to then the model in your court, you can either choose to be mad. Or go on with life. Mm -hmm. mm. Like that's it's it's not it's not that hard, and it's not any skin off of my back because how 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 many if we gathered a hundred people, how many of them are actually vegan? Mm -hmm. In Atlanta, hundred in Especially. Atlanta. Am I really gonna go out of business because vegans are mad? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Sure. Just, I, I'm just, I, you know, no shade, no disrespect. And I think there, I think it's so important as a business owner to know what you do and what you don't do. 
And it's not right. to say like we don't we don't do weddings. It's we're mm-hmm. married. Obviously, like we love weddings. We don't do weddings. Yeah. <laughs> like and there's a yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, like that I I think the another thing that restaurants do that kind of hinders a lot of restaurants, especially restaurants here in Atlanta, they cast too wide of a net. Yeah. When they come up with their concepts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially black restaurants. Lord Jesus. You know, they gotta be trying to be everything to everybody. Bar, lounge, Mm. they got hookah, they got DJs, brunch on the weekend. Okay, like oh my god, it's so true. Like, how, how about we just how pick about one. pick something and just do it really well? Right. You know, you want to do seafood? Be the best goddamn seafood. If you want to do brunch, be the best brunch. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be a lounge, be the best lounge. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you want to be a cocktail bar. Have the highest level of cocktails that we as a people can do. But when you try to do it all in one space, you got you spread too thin. Yeah. Like, you know, you, I, you're going to find, you come to Humble Mumble, we got sandwiches. Right. <laughs> Period. You know. You ain't gonna be able to get a rack of ribs at Humble Mumble, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Oh, you know, I and <laughs> I just, I just wish, I just wish we, as like the black restaurant world, will stop trying to be everything to everybody mm-hmm. all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Like, pick that thing and do it at the highest level that you can. A hundred percent. Tavari, is it time? It's, it's time. <laughs> it's, it's time, time for Bob's Fingers and Bob's Fingers and Bob's. Y'all didn't want to So, we haven't done it yet, and so we always, like, have this really dramatic moment leading up to it and even though we always tell our guests ahead of time we do this game they're always shocked they're like what's happening what's going on and i realized that that's a part of the appeal you didn't tell me that it was gonna have it was gonna be like a thing you just like oh we'll we'll just do this like you kind (laughs) of undersold it when you uh when you when you did like the run sheet you know oh yeah I don't want to, if I, if I, if I, I'd rather undersell the game is about oversell and over-deliver, it. Anxiety yeah. comes up and you're yeah. like, oh, am I going to get it? It's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, if you're, so if you're, you're like, like if people it's talk time, to, like us. Huh? You know, like when you, when you, I'll tell you exactly what went through my mind when you said, is it time? <laughs> it was like being like back in middle school or like early in high school, uh, <laughs> back in the day. Oh, like you're on the phone with somebody and they got like somebody on three-way that's been listening to the conversation and you didn't know they were they was on the phone. That's what that felt like in that instant. Like what, wow. what's, what's about to happen? <laughs> that's definitely happened to me before. Yeah. Wow. Like that's that's what that's what that's the that's like the gut 
feeling that I had. Yeah, I was like, what's the other line? Stop looking around. Who's in here? Yeah. Wow. Who are they about to bring out? But okay, let's do it. Yeah, I'm here. Pops, fingers, and pies. We got a live vegan on the set. To recap the rules, oh my God, that'd be we are ranking <laughs> things on a range of 10 out of 10, which is a banger, a bop, which is, eh, it's okay, it's cool, eh, and a bust, get it out of here. Get it out of here. Okay. Tabari has five, I have five. Tabari, you're going to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go first. Um, let's see. Justin, bops, bangers, or busts? Uh, scented candles. Banger, banger. Let's go. <laughs> must, must have. I have, I have a subscription right now oh. to a uh, to a candle maker here in Atlanta who does uh, soy candles. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get a discount or not, so I'm not gonna shout them out. I was gonna ask him. Like, yeah. <laughs> If she's listening, yeah. hey, missed opportunity. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bob Singer's Clamps. Banger. <laughs> big banger. We're winning. My, yes, big banger. My uh my other uh so my Instagram handle is it's a black chef. Mm-hmm. I also have a secondary Instagram, or uh, I guess uh, what the kids call the burner account. Yeah, is uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, and that one is it's a plant daddy. Oh my god! I, oh my god! <laughs> yes, I have so many plants. I well, have so many plants. It's not a burner account anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no! It's about to get lit. Let's see. Um, boss bangers or bus home murals. Bop. Mm. You say in the home, right? In, yep. your, in your house, yeah. right? Bop. Um, because I can get sensory overload. Mm. Oh, okay. That's okay. real. If that makes sense. That makes a yeah. ton of sense. So if it's if it's like a massive one, mm-hmm. it could it could be too much if I'm like sitting in that room for a long period of time. That's real. <laughs> yeah. I actually watched not my favorite person, but I feel neutral about it. I was watching an interview with Angie Martinez and Kim Kardashian and Best. they filmed in her office and it was super muted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super gorgeous space. But she was like, my life is so chaotic in the outside world. I have to create mm-hmm. peace in my home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. yeah. Now I get it. Because I was like, there might be a time in my life where that's what my house looks like. Or my house mm-hmm. is just going to look like a child lives there and did the entire interior design. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But we'll I see. really understood. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. now I get it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. yeah, I, I I definitely can do that. Bops, bangers are bust. Farmers markets. Banger. Love yes. 
<laughs> love them. We should we should have more of them. Yes. Mm. Uh, here in Atlanta, shout out to the Freedom Parkway uh, yep. Farmers Market. Shout out to the Grant Park Farmers Market. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Virginia Highlands Farmers Market. Mm. Shout out to the Buford Highway Farmers Market. Let's go. To the DeKalb Farmers Market. Shout out to EV Farmers like, Market too. Little... <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, that EV one is lit too. Yes. Yeah. That's I what am, that's how I, I go into farmers market. That's when my 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 cooking at home really started to take off. Like I really started to like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to all the farmers markets that take EBT. Right. All in here. Yo, yes, there's one that's today. in the AUC in the summer months, mm-hmm. and it's been going on for like three years, owned by a woman named Gabby. And I was like, you better be a revolutionizer because mm-hmm. that entire area, that's what's next. Yeah. That West oh, Side yeah. area, the AUC oh, yeah. area, there needs to be at least three of them just mm-hmm. in that area alone. Exactly. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Because yeah, though that's how you get those kids, especially that the, the, those the students over there. Yes. That's how you get them started eating correctly young. Mm-hmm. So when they're our age, they're not ordering chicken tenders at a nice ass restaurant. Right. You know. Tavares cracking up. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I, that was no shade. That I thought no you shade. heard the taste of like, make sure they're eating. You know, they they, they can have a diverse diet. He's like, don't come in here ordering. I mean, that's chicken, too. chicken tenders. That's like, too. You know, I, I feel like that. When I was at Leon's, this was that's the cutest funny. moment. I'll never forget this moment. But I, I used to work there back when I was in college, and this really cute Muslim family came in. They were black. And it was like two parents, two kids. And the kids were like seven, maybe eight. And, you know, you could tell they don't eat out often. And this was a treat for the family. Mm-hmm. And the kids looked at the menu and looked me in my eyes and ordered the most expensive thing on the menu. And they were just confidently, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, like, we ready to talk with menu, answer questions? Like, I was, I had my whole spiel ready. They looked at me and they were like, we're going to have steak medium rare. And the parents, and I was like, all right, then, because I already, I'm used to these kids now. Yeah. The parents looked yeah. at them like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> what did you, excuse me? What do you know about steak? Like mm-hmm. that's when I knew. Okay, we're not all on the same page here. Yeah, we're you not, did on the not same read the room. Yeah. <laughs> they were like so ready, and the steak was like thirty five dollars. This was back in like twenty twelve. You know what I mean? Like that was big Mm-mm. money, and I was like, oh my god. And so I said, you know what? This is what I can do. I was like, because I have to validate this. I have to like. Mm-hmm plant this seed so i was like i'm gonna have them split a steak because they were really really good about modifications i was like i'll do a steak and we'll split it on two plates for them so they can have that and they agreed to that mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. but they looked at them like i don't know who these people are sitting in front yeah. of me right now because we definitely like they, we're they, getting burgers <laughs> I was so proud of them. I was like, "Yes, like you're at a nice yeah. restaurant. Get the nice thing. Forget and the it, kids and menu." It's usually, 
it's usually parents that extinguish yeah. that adventurousness when it comes to food out of children a lot of the time. Yeah. They either do it by squashing things like that mm. or they do it by cooking horrible food. Mm. Just think about the chefs that got started cooking because their parents couldn't cook. Their parents <laughs> that was definitely that was definitely not me because both my mom and dad can show out in a fucking kitchen. Mm. My dad will do it. My dad will do it with no notice. My no mom, notice. you gotta. You, my mom, you gotta ease. You gotta. You gotta coax her into the kitchen. Yep. But when it's on, it's on. Mm. Yeah, my parents would cook. But we would cook. They would cook the same things. And then if we cook for ourselves, mm-hmm. it was the same thing. It was like fried fish and spaghetti. Like, you know, so. Oh, oh, oh a banger. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, cool. He's like, oh. People are like, oh, ooh, that's the like, one right there. Fry, a banger. Stuff with yeah. it. You know what I mean? It makes it all burn. So there's some cooking there. But as far as like, it was very, cons- it was very consistent. It was like, we had a wheelhouse. We had kind of a flavor profile. And I kept that as I grew up. And then. Mm-hmm. Really, Nisa's nice been really instrumental in expanding my palate. <laughs> hey, love a black woman from infinity to infinity. <laughs> um, let's see. Boss fingers or bus, black woman. Bagger. Bagger. All day, every day. Bagger, top tier, top tier. superior. Five stars, go out of your way. You gotta have at least one. Damn. The darker the better. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. So all the girls on Twitter that Y'all say that black men hate us, I beg to I don't know anyone. I disagree. My, I don't know who those sit, robots are on the internet. I don't think they're real people. Cause when I go out into the world, that's not what I'm experiencing. <laughs> no. Get you you gotta at least try two in your lifetime. <laughs> one like in the I beginning said, the and one in the, the end. Oh, one in the end, girl. I cannot <laughs> Yeah. I'm talking about top. Here, best of the best. Go out of your way. Five stars, five stars all around. Bang you an hour Bang to go to her house. <laughs> Fly out. Fly, Fly out. out. It is worth the passport. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay, let me think of a good one. Bob singers are bust. Hats. Bust. I got Damn. a big ass head. That's real. <laughs> I got a big ass head. Bust. I've never I've 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 it's one of those things that I've always gone back to or tried as mm-hmm. I've gotten older. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, uh, nah, like mm-mm. like I feel like if you, if if your hat size is like above like eight, which mine is, mm. let it ride, let it go. Let it go. I have big ass head, so no bust. I was going for the uh, the, the, the dad snapbacks, the ones that I can I can adjust it. I, you I, know what? The snapbacks are Tabari's jam. The little dad yeah. that's that's me. Yeah, or a nice man, and I I wish I wish I could I wish I could, but I I just can't. I you just know, can't. as a person with a fro, like 
or wash and go, it's really hard. And I have to always have like a braid down to do it. Mm -hmm. So I never do it. But then when I do, it's a vibe. You won. It's a vibe. See, I don't have enough hair to really cover my head. So I, I gotta yeah. supplement it with, with with a nice hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I and and I respect all of that. Like, you remember what you said about the glasses? I yeah. hate motherfuckers who can wear hats. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> if you if you can pull a hat off, I want to go in and just smack you in the back of the head. Like, but here's the thing, right? <laughs> when I see people with. When it's I see like grown men, like twenty-year-old men with long, luscious hair, and I'm just like, oh, oh that's not fair. Shave it off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Join us. The thing about like, it, if I ever see, if I ever see Ti mm. in public, wow. and that motherfucker has a hat on, because he can make a hat look good, and that bitch is like barely on his head, barely. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I will I will go to jail to just <laughs> knock it off his head. Like, the thing about I'm it that is, bitter about it. The likelihood of you running into TI, I would say, is pretty high. Yeah. Pretty high. Yeah. This could happen tomorrow, next week. Like he's out and about. Like, he's he's like, like the perfect funny. blend of like hood famous and mm-hmm. like actually famous. Like He'd be at food trucks getting we like everybody else. in the same areas, mm. and I have never seen this person in life. You're going to see him, you like, know tomorrow. Right? <laughs> Probably. I've seen him, like, eight times. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not even shell-shocked anymore. If I, if, y'all, if I call y'all in the next 48 hours at a random hour, know that I saw T.I. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even have to answer the phone. You don't have to answer the phone. That's hilarious. Just know that that's why I'm calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the holding cell. <laughs> From the holding cell. Yeah. Don't use that one call on us, bro. Don't get <laughs> Oh, no. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Uh, that's hilarious. It'll be worth it. It'd be so worth it. We'll just put out a little Instagram live. Someone needs to, if you are a friend or family member of Chef Justin, um, (laughs) he encountered T.I. There's no such thing as a one phone call. Really? You get multiple? You can get more phone calls. If the phone's available, you can If the phone's available. Yeah. You can't, like, you're not due to a phone call because you get one because you're just like, that's, that's the movies. I said it's like that's <laughs> they lied again. Yeah. Ooh. That's some movie shit Ooh. right there. I, I, I feel that. like I feel like that's I I feel like that's for some reason that's like some white supremacy shit. I don't know why, but I feel like that's some white supremacy shit. Like they just told us that yeah. you know, like back in the sixties and we just accepted it. You can you know trace literally almost anything back to that. Yeah. Any oh, yeah. belief, like any mannerism, Racism, anything that we do, punctuality, entrepreneurialism, nine to five. I've always said if it's if it's if it's something that oppresses minorities is white supremacy 
And if it's anything that suppresses the poor or middle class, mm-hmm. it's Ronald Reagan. Damn. Damn. Think about it. Discuss it amongst yourselves. <laughs> and holler at me later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm about to be known for laughing like Crystal on the read. Like, I'm about to be- <laughs> I think we just said it all. We just said it all, y'all. We left, we left it all out there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hey, good talk, guys. Good talk. I, I, do we have any more of the game, or uh, was that it? <laughs> I don't. We, we can't. We can't pass that. I think we, we can't cannot pass that. like top that. Like we can't. Yeah. It's impossible. We can't top it. <laughs> so Justin, so Justin yeah. in closing, where yeah. can people? Find you officially. Let the people know where to find you. Uh, th- that's a loaded question. Uh, so uh, Instagram, it's a black chef. Mm. Uh, if you're trying to find me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that'll be the that that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna get to humble mumble, uh, we got two locations. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to location. You know, if you want to catch us during lunchtime through the week, we're at Dakota in Midtown Mm -hmm. at the uh, shout out to the Collective Food Hall. Yo, where we at? Shout out to uh, El Boro Pollo, Aviva, Pokeberry. You know, uh, uh, by weight and measure. Dope ass fucking uh oh, free game all day. Let's I'm, go. I'm I'm trying to yeah. work with them right now. I'm trying to work with every single one of them right now. <laughs> yeah. We're in conversation in the DMs on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. They are they are all dope. And then if you want to hit us up at night, we are at the Georgia Beer Garden now. Oh uh, on Edgewood, okay. 420 Edgewood. You know, so you, you you know we east of you know the connector and we uh, we west of the. Connector. Let's <laughs> go, let's go all within two eighty five, which yeah, is both sides. Important thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you and if you're outside of two eighty five, we're you gotta book a flight and Grubhub and DoorDash. You know, so but yeah, that's where you can find us. Well, that's amazing. I had a literal blast like (laughs) i need to be careful of how hard i'm laughing because i don't want to pee this has been really (laughs) awesome i hope that this doesn't come off as me trying to make y'all laugh that was not my intention i was just answering questions (laughs) uh, that's what funny people say justin i I do not consider myself a funny person that's that's laughable that's a joke right there (laughs) That's a joke right there. Introduced because we have somebody else on here, and they were like, <laughs> "Well, now, now I'm calling them out." Now, I'm... yeah, Lauren was like, "Nobody knows how funny I am, and everyone needs to know." And I was like, "You are funny, and everyone right. should know." You as hilarious, then we make sure we know. <laughs> no, I, I, I just don't take myself too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, but that I, I, I've been told that I am, you know funny or whatever but i don't see it you know in 
<laughs> you said, know, eternally. Yeah, I, I don't know why everyone's crying right now. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's most of them. the time when I am, oh, I kill a room when I am being dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> you see? 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 Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, I feel for you because you're like, no, really, where do I park? No, <laughs> really. The same way. She might be yeah. like, make, it's like making a therapist laugh. You know what I mean? One. Right. I really struggle with that. Yeah. I, I have to find a therapist who like doesn't think I'm funny because they all think I'm funny. And I'm like, you're supposed to help me. Because you are funny. Oh, you I'm just trying to tell, tell you what this. happened. Let me tell you this my therapist. I, when I my when I I just leave y'all with this a little bit. Uh, my first uh, when I first started going to therapy, I went through about three or four of them because I was. Everybody told me to find a black therapist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they will relate and all of that jazz. Bullshit. Damn. You know, my therapist is an old white woman in the Midwest. Yo, like, yeah. and it worked. For me, she takes everything that I say seriously mm-hmm. and she calls me out on my bullshit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And she doesn't try to relate to me. Mm. Right. She just lets me, you know, let she just lets me work through my shit. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's not a situation where I'm having a conversation with somebody and I tell them a story and then they try to tell me their personal story to mm. kind of to create that connection. That they understand. Yeah. And I don't need that. Yeah. yeah. I got friends for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, so, you know, Damn, get real. you a therapist. I, people always say, get you a, a therapist that looks like you. I say, mm. fuck that. Get you the direct opposite of who you are. Mm. Mm. He said, challenge. He said, be challenged. He said, okay. I think you have, like, <laughs> it, it kind of made me think, like, it made me think my next whoever helps me, like my next coach, I was like, my next coach might have to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like learning from men, but like I might have to expand myself a, a little. Just just on the right. You just need to find one. I think I already yeah, know who that person is gonna be. Yeah. A very special but yeah, man. Like so, but that's if I can leave y'all with that, I'd rather leave on that note than uh, <laughs> the the Reagan thing. <laughs> <laughs> on the, yeah, on the, the, the Reagan thing. Well, like being on the therapy, it's I have never felt more secure and more in love with myself than going to therapy and taking this time exactly. for myself. Shout out some more going uh, more being on the therapy. I've been told by many women that it's very it's very attractive. So y'all, if anybody else is looking for some. Loving your life. It's hey, it's a win. It's a win. It is really it is funny win. when Tabari says those things and every woman at the table like starts like salivating. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You say, well, you hit them with that. Well, my therapist says, bro, it's it's, it's over. It's bro. a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can hear Patty just start disintegrating. <laughs> it is throwing bras on stage and being like, "Woo!" Yeah, yeah. It is 
married or not real same thing it don't matter it don't matter married or not that and having nice feet (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's over with so but yeah i i appreciate y'all but i definitely appreciate y'all for having me and uh i I, I'd like to be back next season or or have y'all y'all Yay! do it. We'll be back again. Okay. <laughs> we'll definitely have you back. You have to send everyone in the collective yeah. to me in any way, shape, or form. You have to send them to Ginger <laughs> Care Productions <laughs> before yeah. I message all of them individually because you know I'll do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just tell them you sent me. Okay. T- tell them. Uh, tell them I sent you. I should say. I'll do yeah, it. I'm doing hey. it right now. Yeah, starts typing. I'm literally, yeah. I'm literally gonna be like, I was just talking to Chef Justin, and he said that you'd be my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you call him Justin Alive? Yeah. <laughs> you know he's a man of integrity. Go, go tell it. Go say that to his face. He's right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he can see you. <laughs> don't let him down <laughs> yeah but yeah anyway anyway that i can help definitely i Amazing. appreciate y'all man well so this great to have you on this has been <laughs> i mean this is like literally why we do what we do i was like right. i just want to work with jeff's forever because why it's the most fun so <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. I cannot wait for this episode to be released. And everyone, until next time, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. I want to thank you. First and foremost, listen to the entire podcast. You know, you're a real one. I want to know more people like you because I really, really fuck with you. We should be friends. Let's start this friendship off by you rating and sharing this podcast with at least one of your friends. That way you can brag about knowing us from the beginning. Isn't that what you really want? <laughs> Bragging rights? Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you're not on there, then I don't know what to tell you. 